Welcome to the Smart Influencer Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Christina Hitchcock. And I'm Corinne Schmidt. We're both entrepreneurs, online influencers, strategy junkies, and spreadsheet ninjas. Each week, you'll hear inspiring interviews and leave with actionable tips and strategies to help you work smarter and scale faster. Welcome to the Smart Influencer Podcast. Today, we're talking all about tripwires. All right. So today's episode is all about tripwires. This is one of our favorite topics, right, Corinne? It is. It is. It's one of my favorites for sure. All right. So maybe we should start out with what exactly is a tripwire? Because it is a funny word, right? All right. So a tripwire is something that you get sent to. It's typically a thank you page after someone's opted into your list. So they fill in the opt-in form and whether or not, if you have double opt-in, they go confirm it and then they land on the thank you page or you take them directly to the thank you page. So they're on the thank you page. You thank them for subscribing and you give them as a special, an extra special thank you gift, a very special offer, a deeply discounted offer on one of your products. But wait, before you go... Exactly. Yeah. Before you leave, um, you will always want to give them a way to get out of that page in case they really want to get to the freebie that they opted in for. But um, it's a really great way to, while you've got their attention, capture them and, and make a sale. And it's training them very early to be a buyer. Yeah. So. I think what's great about it that I like is they're already in that mode where they're willing to trade you something. They're mm-hmm. willing to give over their email address for something free. So while they're in that mindset, you put this irresistible offer in front of them that they can't say no to. Right. Um, and this is, a, I know this is what we we're going to talk about next with tripwires. It after what are they? Like, why do they work? And this is the reason like we get so excited about them and why we try to talk everyone else <laughs> into doing them is because this is the time, like you said, like they're in that mode of, of clicking already, but also they know who you are at that moment. And I know we all think we're very special and you are like everyone that's listening. You're super duper special for sure. This is but, your pat on the back from Christina and Corinne. You are right. special. But there are thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of really special people out there publishing on the internet. So you may be very special, but the odds of them remembering you tomorrow or a week from now that they start to decline. But right after they've given you their email address for something that they wanted to see or get, they still know who you are. They still know what you do. They still know what they want from you. So the conversions on a tripwire tend to be much higher than any other type of promotion you're going to run. Um, much higher than dropping a product in an email later on or putting up a hello bar flash sale. Uh, the conversions on tripwires tend to be at much higher than any of those. So that's the real reason, right? Money in our pocket. Yeah. And I think one of the important things when you think about why tripwires work, you need to consider the product that you're going to tripwire them on. So it needs to relate somehow to the freebie that you're giving them. doesn't have to be exactly the same. Like if you give them, I'm going to use a recipe blog, for example, three free recipes in your freebie, and then you give them in the tripwire 10 more of that same free recipe. That you know, that's not what we mean. It doesn't have to be the same type, but if they're coming in for, I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head. Um, Okay. So on my website, I have, 
um, a moonshine ebook. So I give them free moonshine recipes, but I might tripwire them on um, party food because if they're drinking moonshine, chances are they're tailgating or having some kind of party. You know, there are people that like to be social. So maybe the types of recipes they're interested in would be party food. So it's right. kind of thinking what relates, but maybe not exactly the same. Now, I will say too, in that case, exactly the same will work, but I have to give more than like 10 recipes. Right. So it's user intent, right? Yeah. It's user intent. So why is it they opted in? Why did they want that thing? So if they like, let's say you've got printable cupcake toppers and they opted in for that, you could then like, it's someone who's clearly planning a party. So maybe you tripwire a party planner or some other printable party supplies, like a banner and invitations, like maybe some sort of party kit. So just think about user intent. And sometimes it's going to be very closely aligned. So I have an instant pot cheat sheet. That's an opt-in that tripwires to my instant pot cookbook. Um, Your examples are better than mine. (laughs) They're there for instant pot recipes. Right. And then for, printables. Um, and, and I do this in a couple different ways. So sometimes they're very closely aligned. So I have like the make your own forehead game, you know, cards. So like headbands, yeah, right? headbands. I was trying to think of the name. Yeah. So in the post, I give you one set, like, you know, one page of these and you opt in for that. And the tripwire is the complete set. So it's hundreds of these cards. Mm-hmm. So that in that case, they're like very closely aligned. But in other cases where maybe it's bingo and I don't have a whole collection of different themed bingo cards, I might still tripwire them to, and I do in fact, tripwire them to the game cards because this is someone who's just looking to play games with their kids or they were trying to find a printable game so they don't have to go to the store that they can give to the kids. So they're just as likely to play bingo as they are to play like this headbands game. So yeah. So sometimes they can be super closely aligned. Other times it's a step removed as long as you're, you're talking to the user in terms of what they're looking for in that moment. Right. So in order to create a tripwire, you have to have a couple of things in place first. So the first thing is you have to have an opt-in. You have to have some sort of way to get the reader to exchange their email address for something that you have. You need to you need to open that relationship, that give-take relationship. So you have to have some sort of opt-in on your website, a freebie, a quick start guide, a list of your top five recipes, whatever it is, you have to have something that they're willing to trade their email for. And then the mechanics of presenting that opt-in. So you have to have an email service provider that then gives, and there are opt-in services, ConvertBox. I know you use that, Christina. Um, So ConvertBox, so it will present the opt-in, but even so, like after you collect their email address, you're sending them an email. So you have to be signed up with an email service provider and you don't necessarily need a separate thing like ConvertBox. Most email service providers have opt-in, you know, form options that you can use. So learn, learn what features your email service provider has, whether you're using Flowdesk or ConvertKit or MailerLite or BirdSend or Mad Mimi or MailChimp and Aweber. I know I'm missing I know, there's there's so many. many out there, but most of them have some sort of system built in where you can have a form where you're collecting that email address. But then the next important part in order to have a tripwire is to have that redirect. So once they give you their email address, they and they type that in and they hit send me my free thing, your form needs to be able to send them somewhere. So that would be your tripwire 
landing page. So you're offering them something at a discounted rate or a a really irresistible rate. And how much of a rate like this varies and, uh, And this is like your personal threshold and then also your knowledge of your audience. I would say at a minimum 25% and even that's low to me, but like at a very, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mess with it if you're going to do under 25%. So at least 25%, then 30 is better. I always do mine at 40 and Christina, I think I have 50. 50. Mm -hmm. I do 50 and that converts well because my rational my rationalization for this is once I create the product, the time's already in, whether I sell one or I sell 1 million, right? The, the fixed cost for that, because mine are, are PDF eBooks, the fixed cost for that is the same. It doesn't matter. So if I sell one of them at $4.99 or I sell 1 million of them at $2.49, it costs me the same thing. So I'd rather just sell as many as I can. Makes sense. That's, that's the way I think about it. <laughs> Makes sense. Might be off by that, but that's how I think about it. So you and I will say I've been on other sites where the tripwire has been 75% off. Like so, yeah, in terms of deciding how much of a discount to give, it's it's a a personal issue, I guess. And I guess some of it depends on how much you inflate that original price, right? right? So if your original price, your the regular price that you would sell this product for, not on a sale, is super duper inflated then you can offer more of a discount. It's all goes into like sales psychology. So right. do a little research on that to figure out what price point yours is. If it's a little ebook, that's, you know, that's one thing. If you're selling a big course or um, a bundle or something like that, it might be different. Right. Okay. So we talked about having the email, the opt-in, the email service provider. We talked about having that landing page, but you need to put that somewhere. So you could put that just on your website or blog. You could easily create a landing page in there, or there's services that you can use to do that. I think lead pages is one of them. Instapage, I think was another one. Lead pages is the only one I know. So I'm sure there are others. I think many years ago I used, I think it was called Instapage. I don't use them anymore. Right now I use, um, and I, Corinne, I think you might do the same is Thrivecart. So I have an amalgam because I had a bunch of tripwires set up before I moved to Thrivecart. So I haven't moved those over. So the ones that I had before I was, you're right. Now when I set it up, it is in Thrivecart, but all of my older ones are on WordPress. They're just on my site. Okay. Yeah. So that's an option. Um, another one I've used in the past is getdpd.com. I really liked that one because you can set up a nice shop. Can you use Shopify? Cause I know you use Shopify. Can you use, set up a tripwire in Shopify? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can set up the product, but you can't set up the landing page like offer that says, Oh, gotcha. but wait with the timer and everything. Yeah. So that's what I like about Thrivecart is I could put the timer in there that says, you know, you have, you know, for the next 15 minutes, So you have to put some sort of urgency on that because you don't want people to come back at any time and get your product for 50% off. That urgency is very important when it comes to tripwires. So you need some way to put that urgency on it. And that is like, that's another like tool that you need to set this up. Um, It definitely helps if like, it's not necessary, but it's going, it's going to help with your conversion. Um, So if you're, if you're starting at ground zero and you're just trying to build this and that's going to be your stumbling block, go ahead and get it up without it. But definitely like it will help with your conversions. If you put that timer on there, 
And if you, and so you need a timer. So whether you've got, I know countdown dynamite is a a great one. Like if you're adding it onto your WordPress site where you can, you know, add that in, there's probably more stuff now since I've looked at it. Like the last time I worked with any of that, it was a long time ago before I got Thrivecart because Thrivecart has one built in. Mm -hmm. And then, so you can have just the timer that counts down in a perfect world. You also, and this is how Thrivecart's set up, you have a timer that then once the timer runs out, they really can't see the offer anymore. It redirects them to a new page where they're looking at it at a higher price. That way, and I like that just because I like to be true to my word. If I say this offer is only available for 30 minutes, I do like for it to truly only be available for 30 minutes. Yeah. We're not creating like fake scarcity. We're, We're really letting them know that you have 15 minutes. After 15 minutes, it's gone. And you won't be able to see it or access it. So that's a nice to have tool. If you have that, um, it's great to be able to have that redirect in place. And then the other thing you need, and this goes back to your email provider, is a way to deliver that tripwire, whatever it is that they purchased, delivering that to the user. So, I mean, if you have the opt-in already, you have this system, you have this um, tool in place because you can just deliver it through your email provider. I'm going to back you up a step because we missed one of the tools that you'll need. Go ahead. You need a commerce tool. You need to have some way to like, so you need to be set up with some sort of shop, whether it's WooCommerce or Shopify or Thrivecart, you need to have some mechanism to actually create the product that's, you know, like that you, to present the product with a buy button. Yeah. Collect the money. Right. So at a minimum, you need to be signed up with PayPal. You could get a buy button. Like, like, I think you could do that. Like if you're really trying to start at the bottom and not pay for any extra services, you could create an image of the product, a description and do a buy button from PayPal. Like that would be the bare bones yep. way to do it. And embed that right on your blog or website. Yep. Yeah. I was just wanting to suggest that about PayPal. I think that that is the bare bones way to do it. Um, I know I mentioned get DPD. So before I use Thrivecart, that's what I use. And I think it was only $10 a month. So if you sell one or two products a month, that's going to cover that cost. And that's at a low, low level of product sales. You know, like you're, I'm talking like a $4.99 product, right? You can easily make that back in, in two. So my suggestion to you, to anybody looking to do this is to go out and check out every single thing you can find. So anybody that's selling anything, I really want you to look at it with like really study it and look at the mechanics of how things are are set up. How are the landing pages set up? How are like what are they offering? How are their their opt-in forms? What is their email telling you? Look at everything, screenshot the heck out of everything yeah. and study it because that's how you're going to learn. And I would actually it if I were to go back in time and start this project all over, if I didn't have any tripwires and I was trying to figure out the whole thing, I would set up a folder that was called tripwire inspiration. Yep. I would create subfolders in it. So I would have opt-ins. I would have tripwire pages and I'd be screenshotting that. I'd have welcome email and I would capture that as well. So that as you build your system, you've got all of that inspiration fodder that's easily to find, easy to find. Now, let me clarify and say, we're not saying copy someone. Absolutely we're saying not. look at it and study it and look at what they're doing good or what's not resonating with you. Maybe there's something that's really like you're finding off-putting or it's just too slimy or salesy or you know something like that, or it's just not captivating enough. I think sometimes that's just important to take note of too, is what not to do. Right. You know, and that- I think the two things to, to like to really focus on when you're looking at 
it's the design elements, right? Like, what do you like? What fits with your site? So is it like a full page, like blow up thing? Is it something with bright colors, something with muted colors, like those design elements, just because I don't have, I, I don't have a great design brain. Um, I don't have the vocabulary. So if I'm trying to explain it to someone so they can help me with it, I don't have the right words to use. So I like to present pictures. So get a feel for that, what you like to see visually, but then it's the wording because that's the other thing that everyone I know that's ever set up an opt-in sales page, tripwire, anything struggles with the wording. So again, don't copy, but go find out. Do you like it when they say on the button, submit here, I want this, or I'm in, or let me have it or get it here. Like what, what language even sounds good to you? What looks the most compelling? What makes you think this is professional or this is fun, or this is something that I want Mm -hmm. and start to make those notes so that when you come, when it comes time to build yours, you're not starting from square one. I'd also recommend that when you start building it, take careful notes and record, you know, you know, keep a copy of that information somewhere so that when you do go back and tweak, you can make notes of what you've tweaked. So if for some reason your tripwire is not converting, you're not getting anybody to buy with what you're offering, look at it and see what can you do differently and make one or two changes. I wouldn't overhaul the whole thing right away. It's minor tweaks as we go. And then like kind of A-B test it is, does this button text work better than this button text? Does having this call to action here work better than having it here? Do I need more than one? Do I need a testimonial? I'm glad you brought that up because an important note on this, because I've had people do this where they put up a tripwire because I've promised them the magic of tripwire conversions and they have it up for three days and don't get a sale. And they're like, what's wrong with it? You don't know that it's not working till you've had at least a hundred hits. Like you need to be able to run some percentages, right? Because the average conversion, like a great conversion is two or 3%, right? So you have to have at least a hundred to get, you know, a couple people. So don't like, let it run for a good 30 days. I would, would, do you have a different timeline, Christina? And I think that that's a great point to bring up. Don't throw in the towel too soon and say, it doesn't work. or I'm going to tweak this, you know, in two days, you have to give it time. You really do. Because remember the old adage, you know, the marketing adage, people need to see stuff, what, seven times before they take action. So you really have to give it time to do its job. Right. All right. So last thing about tripwires and my favorite, (laughs) my favorite after convincing people to do them is scaling because and I'm convinced that everyone that starts doing tripwires, once you see that money rolling in, it becomes it's contagious. Like you want to make more and more and more. Um, and the nice thing is, is it's super easy to scale what you're doing with the tripwire to something much larger after you have a few. So for example, with, I'll go back to my printable game cards. So I've got these printable headband games. Well, then I created a couple other products like that, you know, like, uh, like fun games for kids to to play printable games. And so then those were tripwires for other specific things. So I have like a treasure hunt game um, that has like a pirate's theme. And I put that in all of the posts that were more closely related to that. So by the time that I had three or four of these products, I could create this bundle of like printable family fun. And now we have, and this is going to be a topic for a separate, <laughs> separate uh, podcast, but now we can integrate upsells. So once you tripwire them um, and sell them that product, now you've got them in buying mode, you offer them another more expensive product. um, 
it so you can get more money in that sale while you've already got them with their their you know credit card out or their PayPal account open, you can sell them some more. Or you can, before we get to that step, I guess I skipped a step with your second product even. And I'm using my hands. It's funny because only Christina can see me. <laughs> For those of you that can't see me just now, I'm holding up my two hands so you can see. <laughs> it looks like a puppy dog the way she's holding it. puppy dog with my two hands here. So you have your, your first product, then you create a second similar product that's not identical, but maybe works for that same audience. And you offer that, and again, just in the sales terminology, as a bump offer. So, oh, you like these printable game cards? Maybe you like this treasure hunt game I have. Same price, but I'm going to give it to you at a discount you know, on this first sale. But wait, again, before you go. <laughs> right. Limited time offer. And you'll only see it once. You only see it the, you know, right now, take it or not. Yeah. And that's a nice way to like double the cart value. But think about that. Like even, you know, I, I'm joking with you, but wait before you go. But those infomercials work for a reason. There's a reason why companies put a lot of money behind that. And it's that psychology of urgency and, you know, I need this. It's going to make my life better. And this next product is going to make it even better. So what I, what I love about scaling is... I'm all about systems, right? So I need to have, I'm very organized in my brain. Like I need to have systems to make things work. So once I have my first opt-in and tripwire and product sales system down, and I know it's it's working and it's getting conversions, now it's very easy to duplicate that and do it again and then do it again. So once I had my first one down and I got it to where I liked it, where everything was was moving smoothly, I literally just copied everything and changed some of the words. So I started with my 30 days of quick and easy recipes as my first tripwire. And then I moved on to my moonshine ebook as my second one. And then I think I did um, an easy desserts rest, or ebook. And then I did a slow cooker one. So once you have that process down, it's so easy to replicate it. Yeah. I mean, easy. It's going to take you time to set it all up, but you've done all the big brain work and you've right. figured out, you know, the layouts and the terminology and, you know, the formats of everything. Now it's just putting different words in. Well, I think that's important to note because this is, this is different than blogging, right? Like if you haven't been doing this already, it's a whole different thing to learn. So it is nice to know that if you get in and just make it through that grind that first time to set it up after that, every iteration of it is just, it really is just a copy and paste. Yep. Fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. All right. So there you have it. There's some of our best tips on starting a tripwire or getting started with tripwires. We hope that you find this helpful and that you're ready to take the plunge. And we encourage you that if you have questions about it, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook and, and let us know, you know, how you're doing, share your tripwire with us. We'll, you know, we'd love to see what you have going on. So we want to thank you for listening to us today and we'll be back in your earbuds soon. Thanks for listening to the Smart Influencer Podcast with Christina and Corinne. Catch all of the episodes and more at digitalceocircle.com.